Welcome to another special segment of Enemy of the Surveillance State, the segment I like to call Messing with the Scammers. Now, my longtime listeners, you'll remember that a while back I did this in the middle of an episode. I pretended to be George Jefferson from the television show The Jeffersons from the late 1970s, 80s, if my memory serves me correctly, early 80s. Uh, anyway, in that episode, I pretended to be this multimillionaire dry cleaner. The scammer never really caught on. The scammer that had called me to do what scammers do had a lot of fun with it. I heard some positive feedback from listeners that they'd like to hear more of these segments. So this entire short episode is just going to be a segment of me messing with a telephone scammer who wants to adjust my uh, student loan debt. Uh, so here it is, enemy of the surveillance state, messing with the scammers. Now, before I get into this, there's, I guess, a little background is in order here. I am a child of the late 70s, early 1980s. I grew up watching a lot of sitcoms, and these things have just kind of stuck with me all these years. So um, it's real natural for me to just sort of off the cuff imagine uh, one of those characters or the scenes from one of those sitcoms uh, when I get calls from these scammers. I've done this for ages, pretended to be other people, but now I've started recording it so you all can enjoy it and go along on the journey as well. In this segment, I'm going to pretend to be Billy Joe McKay from the sitcom from the late 1970s, I think early 1980s. It was called BJ and the Bear. So Billy Joe McKay was this truck driver and he had this pet chimpanzee that would ride around in the truck with him. He was in every episode, he was uh, saving some damsel in distress or fighting corruption. And he was forevermore going toe to toe with the evil Sheriff Lobo, who was forevermore wanting to pull him over and wreck his world because Lobo was a cog in the wheel of the establishment machine. It was just one of those, uh, you know, shows for the people, the, the little man kind of thing. Uh, so in every part of this episode, I will be quoting elements from the show. And in fact, I quote directly several times uh, from the theme song of the show. So let's begin with just a clip of that theme song, and then we'll do the, the segment. And then I'll close out with another clip from that theme song. Here we go. Rolling down to Dallas, my wounds provide my palace. Off to New Orleans, or who knows where. Places new and latest too. I'm BJ McKay, and this is my best friend. U.S. Department of Education Code 2009A records indicate that your federal student loans are now entitled to new payment reduction and loan forgiveness programs. You could be eligible for full forgiveness. Press 1 now to speak with a live counselor to apply for loan discharge. These federal loan forgiveness programs are only available for students who owe $10,000 or more in student loans and are not currently enrolled in school. If you meet these qualifications, please press 1 or press 2 to disconnect. Thanks for calling Student Counseling Center. How may I you? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I, I just got a call from y'all um, about... Student loan forgiveness? Can you tell me how that works? Yeah, so it's based off of your circumstances, the loan debt amount, uh, your income, your household size. Um, it's a few different factors. Based off of that, we can check to see uh, what you're eligible for. And, yeah. Okay. They are all programs that are from the Department of Education. Yeah, this would be awesome so because uh, I'm, I'm like three, four years out of truck driving school. I've got 
know, $12,000 in student loan debt. Uh, I'd really like to get this taken care of if there's a way I could do that. Cause I mean, uh, you know, th- things are hard out there right now. You know, I, uh, I'm an independent owner operator, uh, drive my own truck. It's just me and my, my pet chimpanzee, the bear, uh, just tooling down the road. In fact, I live in the truck. Yeah, so you can definitely go ahead and see. Am I speaking with Billy Joy McKay? Yeah, Billy Joe McKay, that's right. Uh, my friends just call me BJ, BJ McKay. Okay, I see that in parentheses here. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. McKay, I would like to inform you that this call is recorded and monitored for training and quality purposes. All righty. Um, so, Mr. McKay, what school did you attend? Community college. And did you complete the program? I did. I did, and uh, and then bought my own truck. I got a Kenworth K100. Um, got the, like I say, the sleeper in the back. Uh, that's, that's where the bear and I live. That's my, my pet chimpanzee. Um, he just, you really have a pet chimpanzee? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's oh, my, so nice. my best friend. Uh, and, um, you know, we Aww. just, you know, the nice thing about living in the truck, you know, best of all, I don't pay property tax. Um, you know, cause it's just me and the, me and the bear just, uh, like last week we were rolling down to Dallas. You know, I like to say, um, you know, my wheels, Provide my palace is the way I put it. I think next week I'm off to New Orleans or who knows where. Well, let's go ahead and check your eligibility, sir. All right. And how much federal loan debt do you have? It's about twelve thousand. Uh, are you making any pay- or were you making any payments prior to COVID nineteen? Um, yeah, I was. Um, but you know things got kind of tough. Absolutely. What were the payments you were making, sir? Oh, you know what? Boy, that was way back since March, I, you know, I want to say it was around $150 a month, something like that, mm-hmm. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And were you employed during COVID-19? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm self-employed. Like I said, independent owner operator. Um, what is your adjusted gross income? You know, I, I'm not even sure. Um, they're not, not much of a businessman, and I, I do a lot to help out a lot of other people, too. That's just kind of the the, the premise of what I do. Um, so adjusted gross income, I don't know, I'd say 30000 35000 So every two weeks um, right now, what are you making? Oh, you know, as an independent operator, uh, it doesn't really work like that because it's just a matter of wherever I get a haul, you know, and I might go um, – <clears throat> I mean, I do something most every week, like I say, you know, rolling down to Dallas or off to New Orleans or, or who knows where. Um, but, you know, it's just a matter of wherever I get a wherever I get a haul and it's usually smaller independent jobs. OK, so this last month, uh, how much do you think you made? Mm, probably twenty five hundred bucks. So that's the, the growth. When you are an independent contractor, you can do certain things as a write off. So what would you think the adjusted gross income is? Oh, that, that would be the adjusted gross. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That is the adjusted. And last year when you filed taxes, returns, it was about 30, 35,000, right? That's right. And are you single, married? Single. Single. Uh, Any uh, that's, that's one. No, no. But one of the things I really like about being an independent uh, owner-operator and being able to be on the road, you know, is all the new places and ladies, too. <laughs> Okay. Um, is there anyone else that you may be taking care of financially to be a parent, sibling, friend, partner? Well, I mean, I help a lot of people out from time to time. You know, a lot of these long hauls I'll go on, um, you know, 
get complicated and I wind up, uh, you know, either not getting paid or just waiving the payment. So it's kind of hard to. So maybe like a couple of people monthly? Yeah. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and put. Um... I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's probably four people a month, you know, average, average one a week, say one per episode. Okay, I'm just going to put three then for okay. uh, other people you support as well. Like, so including you. All right. Um, It'll be easier probably to make yeah. a living, except, you know, the law enforcement right. issue right now is so weird. I got this one, uh, the Sheriff Lobo out in this one county that is forever giving me a hard time. I understand. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to go ahead and do, Mr. McKay, I'm going to go ahead and pull up your federal loans. Is the email address bjandthebear at gmail.com associated with your student loans? That's right. Okay, so both this email address and um, your phone number is not in the federal student aid database. Do you have another email address that you use? Nope, that's the only one. Okay, so I'll go ahead and create you an account. All right, so um, let me just confirm. Your first legal name is Billy Joe. Well, last name is McKay. Yeah, the first, name is, first name is actually William. And the middle name is Joseph. Everybody just calls me Billy Joe. Uh, most William. people just call me BJ. And then what is your social, sir? You know, since you're the one who originated this call, I'm not comfortable giving out my social security number. Okay, so what I can do for you um, is probably fine if you don't feel comfortable. We do need to pull up the loans. If you can create an account for yourself on federal student aid, um, then we can go ahead and pull up the loans. The site is, do you have a piece of paper and pen, or are you driving? Yeah, I'm, I'm driving right now. Oh, you're driving. Okay. Um, so what I can do is I can send you a text message uh, with the site. It's studentaid.gov. Okay. And then um, on the top right, it's going to say create account. And then you're going to go ahead and create it. It is a government database. So then you put in, like, your first legal name, your last name, your date of birth, your social security number move forward it's going to ask for like address you can use a p.o box or a pen's address something like a little bit permanent just so you can move forward with it and then um from there it's going to ask you some security questions answer it and then it's going to take one to three businesses um for the social security to be verified by the social security administration it usually takes about 24 hours though so within the next day it usually um, uh, should be good Shoot, you know what? That Sheriff Lobo again. I'm going to have to pull over. You still there? Yes, I'm here, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to have to pull over to the side of the road. I'm going to have to deal with this this cop again. Oh, he's pulling you over? Yep, right now. Okay, Um, so let me go ahead and send you a text message, and then I can go ahead and follow up with you tomorrow. All right, all right. Hey, thanks. I gotta go. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. New dreams and better scenes. And best of all, I don't pay property tax. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. She could not get a clue. She could never figure out that she was being taken for a ride. Now, If you're not familiar with the show BJ and the Bear, just do a quick YouTube search. You'll find episodes. It's it was a fun show for the era. You know, it was what it was. I was a child, like I say, of that era. So that's that's the stuff I watched growing up. Don't judge me, bro. 
But if she had done a quick internet search, you know, I mean, there they've got all the information because I'd talked to them a couple of times before. That's why I was in their system uh, under that name and that email address and all of that stuff. So hope you enjoyed that. And I will be back in a few days with another real episode of Enemy of the Surveillance State where we're going to be doing a a recap on encryption. I'm going to update some of the things that I've talked about, about what's going on in the war for encryption God bless you, stay safe, and we'll see you next time on Enemy of the Surveillance State.